Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, as we speak, uh, it seems like there may be or may not be some breaking news uh, with the Braves. As we talk here, what's your understanding of where things stand with the Braves and Hector Oliveira? Uh, Oliveira has been a player that they've had kept tabs on throughout the off season. They they get a look at him in uh, December, and then sent Freddie Gonzalez down there uh, in early February. He, you know, Oliveira is a uh, a guy who would fit an immediate need for the Braves at second base, uh, possibly play some third base if you're looking into the long term. Uh, Plans for him with Peraza on the way up, and uh, uh, maybe a real relief getting to Atlanta uh, within a uh, a year or so. That then maybe uh, he would fit in left field. Uh, you know, they definitely have a need there. Now, you know, I, the the expectation is that the Dodgers and and maybe at least one other team would, would are going to be willing to to trump uh, where the Braves are willing to go, which which I believe is somewhere in between thirty to forty million dollars. You know, you see the reports that. The teams, uh, you know, you feel like it's it's agent fueled uh, reports that the price tag could be up around seventy million. Uh, I, I don't think there are too many people within the industry that feel that he will go for that or cost that much. Um, you know, the question is, are they going to be a will the Dodgers or another club be willing to to go up there around that fifty million dollar mark? Where I don't think the Braves are willing to go. Do they view him as? a real impact player, potential all-star kind of player, or is he viewed more as a solid regular type? I mean, I realize that to some extent it's all guessing, but what's the read on, on the, the kind of upside that this player has? You know, I, I think it's probably just a good, solid uh, player. I don't think it's an all-star player. Like you said, it's hard enough to get a read on these guys when when you've seen them at an international competition. Here's a guy who uh, he, he – he battled the blood disorder there uh, recently that kept him out of here. The scouts have not seen him in international competition uh, for a few years. Um, they're getting their, their look at him here in these uh, tryouts that, that the agent is setting up. And that with the agent setting them up, he's seeing pitchers that probably are, you know, I guess equivalent to A-ball pitchers. Uh, I saw, you know, uh, Fangraphs did a nice um, you know, diagnosis or evaluation of, of him 
uh, in which they said that there was a pitcher that was coming in that was going to be throwing 94, 96, and, and he he was didn't continue to play in that game. And that's just the way. That's the tough part about evaluating a guy like this. Um, you're not seeing him at that level of competition that, that you're going to be uh, paying him to uh, to perform at. So. Yeah, it, it is somewhat of a guessing game, but, but from what I can gather, the Braves seem uh, more as just a, a, a good player to have in, in your system. I don't know that they, they see him as that all-star type of guy, like a, you know, certainly not the, to the level of Yasmani Tom, Tomas or, or uh, Mankata. And, of course, he's the second baseman. You mentioned that is a little bit of a complication, though. <clears throat> there are places you can go uh, left on the defensive spectrum. Um, but... Uh, it kind of leads into the, another topic that came up this week, which is, uh, unsurprisingly, it seems uh, that it is more or less official now that Jose Peraza won't be making the team out of spring training. What has he shown him, and has his timetable uh, changed at all over the early part of this spring? You know what, the most – I don't think anyone is surprised to, to know that, you know, there's very little likelihood that he begins a season in Atlanta. I think what has changed uh, surprisingly is we're not seeing as much of him here in spring training as we expected. You know, when, when Freddie Gonzalez said during the winter meetings, uh, you know, and it, as recently as January, that, hey, look, Broad's going to play all the time. Maybe he didn't account for all the other guys that, that he needs to get looks at with the Kiospo, Bill Gossel, and uh, Jace Peterson, uh, how difficult it would be to get all these guys playing time. I mentioned those three guys as the guys that are most likely to begin, begin the year seeing time at second base uh, and also play for us. You know, maybe a little bit that they wanted to kind of uh, uh, the front office maybe kind of killing the hype, saying, hey, look, let's not play him a lot real early. But I do expect to see him in the in camp until the end. Um, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit more of him when some other players are sent down. Um you know, has he made a good first impression? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to see anything in the game that's going to stand out here, you know, statistically, nor should it. You know, I don't think you should put a lot of weight in it. But the coaches continue to to uh, rave about his abilities, you know, as a defensive, defensively there at second base. We all know what he can do with his legs. Um, you know, this, this guy's a potential difference maker that I, I do think you're going to see him in Atlanta. Um, as long as he goes to Gwinnett and, and had some success. Uh, I think you can see him in Atlanta uh, sometime in June. The other thing that's been, the thing that's unfortunately been the sort of biggest news out of Braves camp, though, here lately, <clears throat> excuse me, um, there's some question as to what's going on with, with Mike Miner. Where is he? Um, how severe an issue is he dealing with? Uh, what, what's, what's the kind of read on something that doesn't seem entirely clear from where I sit? Yeah, well, you know, I think that there's a lot of people within the organization kind of wondering the same thing. You know, we'll just kind of – he went to see Dr. Andrews uh, on Monday uh, you know, to check out the, the same shoulder that's been bothering him uh, throughout last year. We're waiting to hear what the, what Andrews' uh, prognosis was or diagnosed. Any kind of information that he's given minor, uh, we probably should be getting that here within the next hour or two. Um you know, the concerning thing is this. this is the, He battled his left shoulder discomfort all of last year. He goes into the offseason. He basically took three full months off. Uh, doesn't throw for three full months. Starts throwing in January. Uh, we, you know, we, we did a story saying, hey, I feel good. Well, hey, look, you know, there's a lot of guys who are going to feel good two weeks in. He continues to throw bullpen. 
You know, and, and that was the encouraging thing through the early weeks of camp, saying, oh, look, Mike Meyer, it looks like himself. You know, looks like uh, the guy that he was in 2013. But in the back of everyone's mind, you had to remember that once you started getting into live bullpens, throwing a little bit more frequently, maybe getting the adrenaline flowing, um, this was all. This was the concern throughout the winter that this would come back. And, you know, let, let's say that, that um, – Dr. Andrews does not find anything structurally wrong with the shoulder. Well, there's, there's obviously something wrong there. It's going to require more than a few months of rest or because he's already had this rest and the shoulder has flared up. And Mike Miner has continued to say, hey, look, I don't want to relive what I experienced last year. Uh, and then he says, but I'm not concerned. Well, you've got to be concerned because you, you only threw two live batting practices. Uh, before this uh, shoulder became a problem again, uh, after getting you know much more rest uh, during the winter that than 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 what would be termed a, than the kind of rest you would get with what would be termed a minor injury right here uh, in camp. If they are going to be doing without him for any extended period of time, uh, what does that do to the rotation? Does that lock somebody in, or does it just become a, a, a wide open race for two spots instead of one, or or what does that do? as they deal with without him, whether it's for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever it is, what does it do to how the rotation sets up? Well, it does. It creates two spots. They, you know, they get the Braves came into camp with uh, uh, open to Eric Stoltz, Wandy Rodriguez, Mike Poltonevich, and uh, Manny Banuelos uh, vying for that, that one open spot. Now you've got those four guys competing, and you, you've got another candidate that's kind of a, that's emerged uh, because now he's going to have a chance to pitch a little more frequently. He's already on the 40-man roster, uh, and Cody Martin. Um, or I'm sorry, he's not on the 40-man roster. Um, but, I mean, a guy that's, that's right here in, that's in camp that, that, that they've seen, had, seen have some experience at the AAA level uh, the last few years. Maybe he's, maybe he's the underdog. Uh, maybe he's the long shot, but you know, you look at all the candidates. I think Stoltz is probably the safest bet right now. Uh, Wandy Rodriguez's recent history, he's made 18 starts the last two years. He really wasn't all that impressive. His first outing yesterday he was a little bit better. I, I think there's, there's reason to doubt whether he can uh, maybe make it to the finish line. And even if he gets through April, how long is he going to be effective? Um, Mike Poltonevich, it's now considered the team's top pitching prospect. As you're watching pitch, he, he you know, you, you ask some of the Braves uh, officials about, him. oh yeah, I really like his arm. Well, as you know, Matthew, I mean, you know, when they, when they say I really like his arm, they're not saying, hey, look, he, he's definitely ready. Um, you know, they're saying, hey, look, he, he's got a lot of potential. Um, maybe he needs more time. And I, and I kind of think that that's where they're leaning with him. With Van Wales, here's a guy that, that the the Yankees bring him back from Tommy John surgery last year. He totaled 76 innings. He was, you know, I think he pitched five innings maybe three times. I mean, it never threw more than 85 pitches in the game. So the Braves are thinking, hey, look, maybe we'll start him slow, put him in a either in a, a bullpen here in Atlanta, or uh, put him in a place there in Gwinnett's rotation where you know he's on a similar schedule where he's working up. They just want to get him to a point where. If he's going to be limited to 120 to 130 innings this year, then he's going to be making that, making uh, ending the season as a starter and, and pitching the regular five to six innings, whatever you, you expect uh, in that role. So 
Uh, I, I, I see him as a, as a long shot as well. So that's what brings you back to Cody Martin. Uh, you know, if he continues to pitch effectively, maybe he makes the most sense to put in that final rotation spot. One, one last thing, because we're already pushing on time, but if this team is going to surprise people outside of Atlanta or people outside the walls of their own complex and contend, uh, it seems pretty obvious it's going to have to be on the strength of the rotation. I mean, it seems like that's the one thing uh, that really looked like it was going to be set and kind of thing to hang their hat on. Given that, if they are going to be dealing without minor for an extended period of time, uh, is there any chance that they look externally somehow to add a starter, um, or, or is that just not the kind of thing that's viable? You know, when, when we heard about Meyer and the early indication was, no, we're not going to be looking. We've got enough arms at camp. Um, you know, maybe something develops. You know, if you know, you, you don't know exactly. They certainly didn't know that they were going to get uh, what they did from Aaron Harang last year. But if there is somebody like that, somebody with an opt-out clause that catches one of their scout eyes, uh, and they say, look, you know, he looks, he would be a better option than um, let's just say Martin or or Fulton Epic. So we'll put them as the the two. Uh, uh, guys that, that could get that spot. You know, if they say, look, it, it makes more sense to put this guy in the rotation, yeah, I could see that. I do not see them making some significant trade, you know, taking from their uh, farm system right now just, just to make that move. But, it, you know, it's like you said. I mean, it, you know, you, you, you go throughout the winter, you, you look at the reality, hey, look, this, this team's going to struggle to score runs. It, it, you know, it's going to be a battle to, to get to a 500 record, but maybe the rotation be solid. It, and when, when the minor news came out last week, I, I kind of – my feeling was, hey, look, that's that's going to do the trick. I, I don't really uh, – you know, it's with the assumption that he's going to miss at least uh, a few weeks and probably closer to a month, you know, I, I'm thinking this – you know, that, that's going to be something that's going to be tough to overcome for sure. All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is now available. Watch over 250 spring training games and every regular season game live or on demand in true HD. MLB.TV Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription, allowing you to watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices every night on every device. Visit MLB.TV for details. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.